be seated. Apparently the lyrics were not up on the screen, but that's a really well-known song, though. You guys didn't. You, I could hear you singing it just fine. Also, you know, between the two churches, I have yet to have a week where Proclaim isn't just the biggest pain. Anyway, anyway, the scripture lesson is from Mark today in the ninth chapter, 38 through 50. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ, will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire, Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves, and be at peace with one another. The word of God for the people of God. Metaphors are often lost on people. Sometimes when we try too hard to mask what we're really trying to say and the kindness of a metaphor, all understanding is completely lost. When I was a kid and I heard the term salt of the earth, I could not understand why anyone would want to be considered salt. I am not a fan of salt. My father uses a lot of it, and due to his issues with high blood pressure and his myriad of other cardiac conditions, I do not use a lot of salt. For me, just a pinch is enough, if at all. For others, like my father, I'm convinced there's no such thing as too much salt. I remember as a kid, he would make a big turkey roaster full of popcorn for himself and my brother and I so we could watch MacGyver together. And by the end of the show, at the bottom of the roaster, there would be a layer of salt so thick that you could make tracks with your fingers which of course I would do and then stick my finger in my mouth and be appalled by the taste I encountered. Of course, that didn't keep me from doing it over and over again. It would not be until years later that I would realize, one, what was meant by being salt of the earth, and two, Dad has some sort of weird, weird obsession with those tiny flavor crystals. If we really think about it, It is easy to think of what life was like in the first century 
as Christianity was first emerging. There was a lot of ignorance, distrust, and wariness between the different groups of Christians. By the time Paul writes his letters, the first members of Christ's church faced disagreements about everything from basic theology to evangelical strategy. Communication was very slow, if possible at all, between the churches, so a mandate was somewhat hard to establish. The churches were all very close-knit communities with their own traditions, and, we th- and when we think of it from that angle, it's easy to imagine the anxiety or even jealousy that might arise from hearing that some other group was doing the same thing but with a slightly different twist. Mark did not take up much parchment space describing how Jesus may have spent some time helping the disciples feel better about the anxiety and jealousy they felt. Jesus responded in a very Markian way and very matter-of-factly. Jesus' response to them encompassed an expansive and universal understanding of the church. As long as something is being done in Christ's name, they will not lose their reward. I always like Jesus' words here. Whoever is not against us is for us. The disciples had come running to Jesus in almost a tattletale kind of way, telling him of a person that was casting out demons in his name. Jesus quickly quelled their concerns, as he has done time after time. There are those who might not share in the faith of and the belief in Jesus Christ the way that we do, but in no way do they wish to stop someone else from their faith. These people will not lose the reward, meaning they will have a place at the table in heaven. It is those that cause others to stumble in their faith or try their hardest to cause a stumble that we have to sometimes worry about. Several years ago, I was dating someone who liked to spend a lot of his time teasing me about my faith. He would spend a little bit of each date trying to get into my head. I very rarely would bring up my faith because I just didn't want to hear him attempt to tear it down, but when I would, he would say something like, at least the fictional characters I like have capes. He liked to tell me that I shouldn't listen to anyone else but him about anything because it was only his opinion that mattered. Because I was and am very strong in my faith, his words did not have much effect on me in that regard. As a matter of fact, he hated it when I would respond with something like, well, God loves you anyway, or an even sarcastic chortle of, sure, dude, whatever you say. He destroyed a lot of things about me, but my faith was untouchable. The more he tried to tear it down, the stronger it got. It is a strong faith that cannot be harmed, But sometimes, those with a strong faith can harm. Oftentimes, without even realizing, they're doing it. And it is to them that Jesus, again, uses the term that means those who are new in their faith. Last week, he referred to the little children. And this week, he says the little ones. He refers to the little ones. Yes, he is speaking about children as they need to be guided by those with experience But he is also talking about those that are new in their faith. Those that are still trying to figure out what they believe and how they believe. 
People often try to put forth tests and quizzes of theology before someone with whom they disagree. There are a lot of phrases like, how can you be a Christian and believe in fill in the blank? If anyone tries to put up a stumbling block in anyone's path to Christ, then they are the ones that are against Christ and might not find a seat at the table. The issues of the early Christians has not seemed yet to correct itself. It is easy to think of what it was like then because it is not too much different than it can be now. Ignorance, distrust, and weariness, they're everywhere. Stumbling blocks are sadly the thing that we're all really good at. We are constantly challenging each other on everything. The 24-hour news cycle, social media platforms, instant messaging. There are so many ways in which the human race has established a way of reminding each other that what they believe is wrong. No matter what you say, how you say it, to whom you say it, issue will be found and exploited. In 2018, it is far easier to offend someone than to walk to the end of the driveway. That's a test I've actually worked on. It's a true statement. Even when the ultimate goal is the same, if the way in which we attempt to reach that goal is not the same as the person next to us, it is deemed wrong. Not different, not interesting, not enlightened. Nope, just wrong. This is a trend with everything, not just our traditions and beliefs in Jesus Christ, but everything. You can find blogs that support or reject just about everything, things that most of us have never even heard of. One that cracks me up is the fight between Coke or Pepsi. At our house, we go even further battling on whether we to call it pop or soda, completely ignoring the fact that we're talking about the exact same thing. The flavor is slightly different, but in the end, it's still an overly sugared, carbonated beverage that tastes wonderful on ice on, in a glass on a summer's day. Christians do that to each other all of the time. Whether we're called United Methodists or Presbyterians or Catholics or non-denominational, the flavor is slightly different, but it's the same thing. It is a belief in Jesus Christ and the faith that through him we are all saved. Amen. Amen. When we bicker about whose way is best, it can cause others to stumble in their beliefs. When we encounter someone who is still discerning where their faith lies, when they are trying to decide if they are ready to turn their life to Christ, it is our job to encourage them. To separate anyone from God is not the will of God and should not be the will of anyone who calls themselves a Christian. We need to ask them, how can I help you in your journey? Not tell them, here are all the ways that you sin. This passage from Mark is full of metaphors. Was Jesus just tired of having to explain over and over again to his disciples so he just started to have fun with them? Or was it because they were just not able to understand the truth, so he softened it up? The evangelist, Mark, calls upon Jesus' teachings and Jesus' followers to be the salt of the earth. The flavor, the earth, 
to flavor the earth with the words and actions of Jesus Christ. Through a bland and negative world, the people of Christ can be just what is needed to liven up a group of people, to show the kindness of Christ, to show his grace and mercy to the world where there is little of that being found. But Jesus warns us not to lose our saltiness, not to lose our purpose to honor and worship him and to serve one another. Often the salt on the shelf loses its flavor. It has been in the cupboard too long or has gotten too much, too much moisture in it. Our faith can become like the salt that loses its flavor. When we let the negativity that surrounds us on a daily basis get to us, we lose our ability to live a life in Christ. If we have started to lose our saltiness, we must look inside and see what is causing it. We must take time with God to discern what, is allow- what we are allowing to take away our seasoning. Because once the saltiness is gone, what good are we to those who wish to seek Christ? Amen. Amen.